I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Keto by Dispatch. Today I'm Brittany and joining me today, as always, is my friend Emily Lind. Hi Emily! Hi Brittany. How are you? I am okay. How are you doing tonight? I am also okay. This holiday season is starting off in a little bit of a rough patch, but I believe that the magic of Christmas will save us all. And Okay. The next couple of days, weeks, or months will be better than my day today. Oh, that's no good. Yeah, it's fine. It's just a day. It's a day in a year, in 10 years, and, you know, maybe one day I'll forget it. Maybe one day I won't. (laughs) Okay. Do you have, like, days like that where they just, like, stay in your brain sometimes? Like, if you do something, like, really embarrassing. I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now. Like, I think the thing I can think about was the time when middle school where I accidentally walked into the men's locker room. There you go. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Anything like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got yelled at. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know. I'm sorry. I didn't know that boys were in there. Bunch of topless boys. (laughs) It's fine. Do you have any embarrassing like moments with like you when you were a kid? Of course. Do you want to name one of them? Nope. So I feel better. Oh, God oh absolutely not. I have to share my discomfort. Or you have to share your discomfort too. No, no. I mean like is it like you know the thing sometimes when you think you recognize someone, you go up to them and it's not the person? Like stories, like you don't have anything like that, or yeah, I'm just not like, gonna share them. <laughs> or, like, you went to school and you were wearing like two different shoes. That's happened to me before. No, I'd, I've never done that. I think I would notice that. Yeah, I did that when I was younger. Most of my embarrassing memories are from like middle school, anyways. I feel like high school, I kind of like internalize it, so like no one knows it's the most embarrassing day of my life. <laughs> Like, there was this time in high school, it's not embarrassing, where um, I was captain of the tennis team. So we had our fall assembly at high school where we just talk about, like, the sports we're doing and, you know, grab the mic and talk about everything. 
And that was a day where um, my contact lens was being an idiot and ended up behind my eyeball. (laughs) So I had to like go on stage, like kind of twitching my eye and just like talking about um, tennis. And then I think there was a watermelon eating contest too. So I'm I'm not sure if I was the one who ate the watermelon or my tennis partner, but I was probably like, twitchy while doing it but the contact lens i think it came out of my eye i'm not i think i would have um i would have felt it by now or it's just still back there somewhere well i've had eye i've had many eye exams since so i think that they would tell me if there was something behind my eyeball but that actually happened to me before once when i was in eighth grade before my harbor cruise where like it split and like a part of it got in my eye, but I was able to get it out successfully. I was like, how the fuck did you get back there? My mom Just, had to like I'm, come to school and bring my glasses. I'm never, never wearing contacts. That is horrific. I don't ever want to get LASIK because like I'm fine with touching my own eyeballs, but like someone literally like copying and pasting something inside of my eyeball so I can see better. Like I'm not sure if I'm ready for that. I would do it if it weren't so fucking expensive. Yeah. I wish it was not very expensive. I mean, I'm not wishing I was the person who just won the $2 million Powerball because that's just too much money. But (laughs) I wish that I would have won, like, at least, like, something, like, a million, like, two million. Like, something where I can, like, keep my, like, normal life but also, like, be able to, like, have some extra change and carlos is looking at me like i'm crazy yeah because you are an insane person well no because i don't want to be too rich because like when you're too rich like (laughs) now he's walking out of the room well then you can give that money away (laughs) because if you're too rich then like you know it's like what batman says you know with great power comes great responsibility yes that famous batman quote (laughs) who says that I'm not, I'm not even going to tell you. It's like the defining quote of all of those movies. And you know what? You can just sit with that. Was it Spider-Man? Yes. Well, really, it's Uncle Ben, but yes. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, thank God. I almost said that quote during an interview today. I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> Oh, no. Instantly disqualified from the job hunt. God, I hope not. Oh, wow. There's actual tears coming out of this this lady. Well, Emily, before we go on to other tangents I'm going to create, how are you? How's everything going? I'm okay. I'm, you know, just kind of muddling through, grooving along, looking at pictures of the dogs, sending them to Kev. Oh, how's that going? How's his dog search going? I... He, he says it's going to be next year, but we'll see. Well, next year's like coming up in like two months. So yeah. I, ex- I expect January 1st. I'm going to text him <laughs> and be like, Kev, it's January 1st. He we wants to, to get a dog. He, he wants to wait for his parents to retire so that they can help with the dog because he's gone a lot during the day. Mm-hmm. So he wants to be able to like have somebody who can, you know, check in on the dog if he needs them to. Yeah, or he's you know, being responsible. Or when you go to celebration, you can help him pick out a dog. I feel like that is a bad time to get a dog. Here, dog, we're going to be gone for two weeks. Well, you could bring the dog 
with you. Well, who says you can't bring the dog to Star Wars Celebration? I mean, probably both Celebration and I would assume the hotel as well. If they allow the the fandom menace people to go to <laughs> celebration, I think they're going to allow a dog. Oh, okay. No, I think, but no, I could help him find a dog. Like we could go on some dog visits. Yeah, but I think it's a good idea. I was at a restaurant today and I saw two giant horse dogs. One of them was like a big Great Dane, and then another one was this like hairy mofo he was like a blonde chewbacca but dog oh they were beautiful i wish i would have got their pictures but i was at a work lunch so i was just admiring them from afar fucking love dogs no but i i've been i've been trying to restrain myself from sending pictures of all the dogs so i've just sent in pictures of some of the dogs does he he still likes his breeds right because i'm still i feel like i still want to try to win him over on greyhounds because i think they're fantastic dogs i don't i don't love a greyhound i want something like cuddlier than a greyhound yeah i know we have pennywise right now and pennywise is a uh well the dog's not named pennywise i just call it pennywise because the dog looks like pennywise it is a golden doodle a golden retriever and a poodle mixed kind of i would say like 75 percent gold and 25 percent um poodle and he's very a lot like he is so jumpy like he's still a puppy he's going to be a puppy for the rest of his life because he just is always so jumpy all over the place he's super cuddly but he he's like me where, like I can't sit still for five seconds and that's a lot for a human so I can't imagine how that is for a dog yeah I want like a nice I want a nice chill dog that's a cat no I want a cat so bad but we would have to pay rent for the cat and Carlos doesn't want to tell our complex that we have a cat but that's breaking a rule and i can't do that i mean it's it's easier to hide than a dog certainly i guess but then like what if maintenance comes in and like smells the cat i mean we'll hide the cat before maintenance comes of course but i mean having to hide like a litter box and like a literal cat like especially like when you after you have a cat like things start smelling like cats because you know cats go everywhere but we wouldn't get a kitten maybe like something like that's like you know one two however however many years old like something that's been in the shelter for a couple years because no one wants it because it's weird and fat like (laughs) i want that cat okay no, I I much prefer dogs, and I don't have a dog, hence me trying to get Cap to get a dog. Yeah, I love animals. They're they're so much better than people. Generally speaking, yes. Yeah. Well, that's good. Well, I'm glad that his search is going to be continuing into the new year. So I hope that we are continuously helping him figure out yeah yeah i definitely still encourage people to send him pictures of cute dogs has anyone been sending him pictures of dogs or just us i don't know i think jimmy brought it up in there scruffy's chat oh 
Jimmy. Oh, the boys. I know. I just missed Ed. Ed was in San Francisco this weekend, and I was just in Oakland for um, a thing I had to go to. So we we crossed paths, but didn't be able. We weren't able to see each other. Oh, that's a shame. I know. You got to hang out with Mark. I'm fucking jealous. I love Mark, but I'll be able to see Mark in in December because I'm going oh, back okay. up there. Oh, that's soon. Yeah. So, what have you been watching? What's been on the TV for Emily? Uh, White Lotus started its second season on HBO, and I like that show a lot. Um, the season has uh, Aubrey Plaza, who I really like, and it also has uh, Michael Imperioli, who played Christopher on The Sopranos, and he's playing a real dick on the show, but I like him, and it's funny. And good. And I'm enjoying it. It's only had two episodes so far, but it's good. If you haven't seen the first season of that show, I highly recommend it. It's super funny. Um, Jennifer Coolidge is incredible in it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if I've been watching anything else. Uh, Bake Off. Meh. It's okay. I just feel like the challenges aren't very good this season. I feel like it's been downhill since Tacos. Yeah, they're just, I don't know, like, why why are you doing spring rolls on your baking show? I don't, I don't understand. I only like when they cook things, if they're putting it into a pie or something. Like, the meat pies they did one of the seasons. I thought that was okay, because, yeah, I mean, you're making the pie crust. You're making other things can go into a pie, because you can also do a sweet pie or you can do a savory pie. I, I, don't, I don't object to them doing savory things. I just think the savory challenges have been bad. Except the sandwich cake one. That was good. I loved that one. I would eat the fuck out of those. Like the ones with like salmon and different things. Like two things I love, cake and seafood. Put them together, I'm dead <laughs> because I've eaten all of it. Yeah. No, that's about it. I haven't watched a ton of anything else. Um, oh, I've been watching season two of The Vow and it really fucking sucks and it's pissing me off. I might stop watching it. Oh, what's that one about? That is the... Uh, uh, Nexium one. Mm. The the whole sex cult thing. But it like look, I liked the first season a lot. The first season had some problems in that it was letting a couple of the four former members really kind of uh brush over their own actions. But this season is so much worse with that. Just like not pushing back at all, and including over some like wild claims that the that they you know that the organization made about curing people of, of Tourette's and stuff like that. There's just like no pushback whatsoever, and it's it is it's really bothering me. So I should probably just stop watching it instead of watching every week and getting mad. Oh, that's how I felt about that Playboy documentary. Like, just every week, it was just really bad. And then it was getting bad where, like, mentally I had to put it down. Because I'm like, this is just too much of women talking about how they were being taken advantage of either Hugh Hefner or people surrounded by Hugh Hefner. Like, Yeah, that documentary is uh, really tough. Mm -hmm. I couldn't finish it. 
It was really rough. And even going back to, you know, the Girls Next Level podcast, I kind of couldn't get myself to continue listening to it. Just the the continuous shit I have to hear about how Hef would treat the girls and, you know, kind of put Kendra on a pedestal and Bridget and Holly lower and just kind of berate them constantly. Like, I, you can only listen to so much of that, I feel. Yeah, it's it's hard. But, the, like, that one, when they, they've... Now that they're at the stage where they're actually recapping the episodes of the show, like, there's a little more lightheartedness in that. Yeah. I feel it's hard because, you know, they're talking a lot about Kendra. And it's like, I know everything that happened with Kendra, but I feel like sometimes it's almost too much like, oh, you know, Kendra was treated better. Kendra was this, Kendra was that. Because in the end, yeah, Kendra was probably treated better by Hef because, you know, she was the youngest girlfriend. But I almost, like... I almost don't want them to mention her because she's not there and, you know, she doesn't have a voice to. Well, but she has been pretty vocal about her thoughts on them. I know, but I mean, I think that's just me just wanting to maintain the peace of like people who are like, I don't know. (laughs) So I... I think I would just, I, I like them spilling tea, but like, I, I, I'm done hearing about Kendra, you know? Like, yeah, but I'm, she's like, I don't know how you do, like, if you're not going to talk about her, you can't really do the show. I guess. But I mean, talk about her, like, not talk bad, but just be like, oh, these things happened to us, but didn't happen to Kendra. And it's like, I feel like I've heard that so much now. And maybe it's just this episode because it's like kind of Kendra centered episode. And maybe after that, things will get a little better. But then like there's ads now on the podcast. And it's like, man, I can't remember the last time I listened to a podcast with ads. Uh, that's, I mean, almost all podcasts. That's how people make money from them. Yeah, they are making a lot of fucking money because they have like 5 million subscribers or listeners. Good, or Good for them. I know they deserve it. But other than that, just Andor. Hmm. That's good. How about you? Have you been watching anything? Well, I've been keeping up with Love is Blind. Uh, The finale is tonight. I already know what happens, but um, I'm excited to watch. Their marriage certificates are online because it's um, public information. So I was able to find those. They all got married in Texas, so, you know, everything's bigger in Texas. Like finding out information because there's a lot of information in texas so yeah it's okay wait to watch that uh the crown's back on so i'm excited to watch that oh Um, yeah i'm really curious to see the new cast and how they do i'm so excited to see the actress who's playing um diana i think she's gonna be great i like her in general she was really good in tenet She's, yeah, she's great, Elizabeth DeBecky. And she's very, very tall. Oh, I know. Gorgeous lady. What else have I been watching? Carlos and I have been watching a lot of World War II movies on Netflix. I don't know why, but those are just, like, appearing on our queue to watch. And we're just like, okay. Like, one night we watched Operation Mincemeat um, with Colin Firth. And that was really good. I really liked that one. And then we watched The Imitation Game. And that one was okay. I've, I've seen it before, but it's been a while. But it's just so sad. And then, no, this is the night before. Yesterday we watched, like, something about, like, the 
something Munich, the edge of war or something. And it just wasn't very good because it was talking about like the Munich agreement and just like how fucking horrible Hitler is and someone trying to warn the prime minister that Hitler's terrible. And the prime minister <laughs> being like, oh, no, you're lying. Everything's fine. We're signing this agreement. Like everything's all fine, even though everyone's hailing Hitler and, you know, Hitler, Hitler, Hitler. It's fine. Like, no, it's not fucking fine. Prime minister. So, Please don't title this episode Hitler, Hitler, Hitler. No, I'm not going to. I can't. Imagine, like, my employer, like, finding out I have a podcast. And then the first podcast that pops up is called Hitler, Hitler, Hitler. Mm-mm. Yeah. I, 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 let's, let's, let's find something else to cut and title it. Yeah, we'll find something else. I mean, the night is still young. We're like 20 minutes in. We'll we'll find something. But uh, I can't really think of anything else I've been watching. I try to watch um, old episodes of Bake Off because the first, all the seasons are on um, on Roku, like the Roku channel. Mm-hmm. But the problem with the Roku channel is it doesn't have subtitles and there's commercials. I like to watch things with subtitles. I can't watch things without subtitles, especially with heavy British accents. Mm. Yeah, I pretty much, I just always have sub- subtitles on these days, because my hearing is bad. Yeah, so hopefully this weekend I'll have time to watch some Bake Off, some Crown, some Love is Blind. Um, we're going to go see Black Panther tomorrow night, so that's going to be nice. We're going to be able to all go out to dinner. Um, it's nice, there's going to be eight of us actually it's like seven of us it's drew's first uh marvel movie oh okay so he had adam on sometime he's not really into marvel movies or anything um so either sink or swim i'll see that when it is on disney plus it should be really good i hope yeah, I've just gone off what's-her-name so much with her weird anti-vax bullshit. So. I'm really trying not to think about that, like, going into the movie. Like, just thinking about how, like, weird and anti-vax she is. Because I can't think of the Wasp and not remember how she was, like, literally, like, trying to protest, like, for, like, COVID. Yeah, people fucking suck. I'm surprised she didn't get fucking fired. <sighs> uh, I mean, they were they were kind of between a rock and a hard place there. I mean, yeah, she wasn't Gina Carano who was comparing COVID to god awful things, but yeah, no, no, yeah, it's just uh, yeah, no, oh, I don't know, and I just I'm so t- off of Marvel in general that I mean, I really liked uh, watching McCall a Werewolf by Night, but. I'll just stick to the TV shows. Yeah, no, um, yeah. Yeah, I I guess I really liked uh, She-Hulk, but... That was really good. I really liked She-Hulk. Miss Marvel was really cute, too, but She-Hulk really, like, those last couple episodes were really fucking good. Yeah. Yeah, and she fucks Daredevil, and that's awesome. 
I love them. They're so good together. It yeah. makes me want to watch Daredevil, but I kind of want to like separate the two Daredevils, like the Daredevil here and the like Netflix Daredevil, because then I'm gonna be disappointed because I'm like he's not with She Hulk. <laughs> yeah, but no, I like the I like um I like the Daredevil show. Okay, and I'm excited for it to come back because I'm glad that they are bringing back um what's his name D'Onofrio as a kingpin because he's very very good as kingpin that's good yeah he seemed good in the um the hawkeye show yeah he's scary that dude is intense Mm -hmm. just like as an actor he is always super intense he is so let's see they're uh they're uh filming acolyte yeah they have a whole cast and everything carrie ann moss don't mind that what's she been in matrix oh i've never seen that that's with like keanu reeves um who else is in the matrix not sandra bullock no uh lawrence fishburne and who's that weaving Okay, I can't. I, I can't. I'm not doing this. I can't do it. <laughs> Look up Lawrence Fishburne. You'll have seen him in things. Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, it's that guy. Okay, I've seen him in things. He's very good. Who else is in the Matrix? That's the one where like they're wearing the sunglasses, right? Yeah, it's the one where they're wearing the sunglasses. <laughs> they do wear sunglasses in the Matrix, right? Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Because I've seen... I think I've seen some things from the Matrix before. But not actual like Matrix things. Just I know they wear sunglasses. And lots of leather. Yeah, leather and sunglasses. But they're like the tiny sunglasses where like you could move it and like actual, actually see eyeballs. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like you should at least watch the first Matrix. Yeah, because don't they start getting bad? Oh, instantly. Hmm. No, no, this, this, all of the sequels are terrible. And the newest one was terrible. I hated it. It was a miserable experience to watch it. I was watching at my brother's house. We almost turned it off. <laughs> what made you stay? Uh, stubbornness. Yeah, well, Keanu Reeves isn't half bad looking. And he seems like a good person, too. So that's a plus. Yeah, he's great. I love him. That movie is confusing and dull and just inept but whatever anyway acolyte i mean i'm i don't know who knows what that show is maybe it'd be cool i like the cast there's lots of cool people in it it looks interesting i like that it's in a whole different time period Yeah, by how Star Wars is going right now, 
I feel like this has potential to also be good. Yeah. But probably not as good as Andor. No, I don't think anything will ever be as good as what we have right now. Like, we've reached the pinnacle. I just... It gets better every week. I keep waiting for it to be bad, and I think it's not going to be bad. And that's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm like, expecting bad. Like, I'm expecting for Luthen to just, like, pull out a lightsaber and be like, I'm a Jedi after all, and be like, oh, Star Wars, you did it again. You added a Jedi, you fucks. But <laughs> they're not doing that. No, it's fucking incredible like yeah so we have we're recording this on wednesday so we have both just watched episode 10 we also have episode 9 to talk about because we recorded on tuesday last week i mean what a pair of episodes holy christ yeah those episodes were both really good and you know the last episode episode 9 I was actually watching it in the airport because I, did, I didn't have time to watch it when I got home on Friday night. And I was just like, I have too much time in the airport. I'm going to watch Andor. So I watch it on like my shitty phone. And everything's so dark too. So I hate when I'm watching something on my phone. I can see my reflection. I'm like, fuck that. So I had to kind of adjust a little bit. But <laughs> it was really good. All I, the lines with yeah. Deidre oh and God. poor fucking Bix. And the fucking doctor putting the thing on her head and talking about, oh, you know, when these creatures, they would scream and they sound like children. I can't wait to put this on your head. Just let me know. Just shake your head if, you know. It was so creepy. Like, the idea of using another species genocide in order to torture people is so fucked up and scary especially they're like we isolated the sound of their children I'm like oh god it's so fucking dark and just how smiley he was about it too Ooh. like he was talking about something that he was really passionate about you know like if i was talking about my porg collection and be like you know what not all my porgs are the same a couple of them have really big eyes and some of them don't and some of them are really fluffy this guy was like yeah, we would we would recognize the children's screams. Like, isn't that incredible? It's like, no, that's fucking not, dude. It's, what a fucking ugh. team, like a a uh, you know your counterpart or like your your teammate in this is you know Deidre's teammate is like the scary doctor. Like, man, that's a player to have on your side. Holy <laughs> shit! I feel like maybe that's something that should make you stop and reconsider what side you're on but no i just so i read that they had at some point anyway had a sound that they were going to use and they decided not to which i think is the right decision because you can't describe a sound like that and then have anything play that will live up to it so you just leave that to the viewer's imagination and just focusing on on her face and just having it all be silence as she listens was really powerful. Tony's way of doing scenes or, you know, what characters to focus on or what scenery to focus on is some of the best I've ever seen in star Wars. Like the decisions that he's really making 
are superb. He's great. I think like look, I know I know that he hasn't written and directed in all these episodes, but just he's sort of obviously had a guiding hand in this show because everything feels seamless as opposed to I think Mandalorian you can kind of tell like this is directed by a different person than this episode and this episode is directed by a different person than this episode whereas this even though it's had a couple different directors feels of one piece yeah I agree it really does feel like a one piece and I'm really loving these episode arcs that we're having where it's like a couple episodes about this, a couple episodes about that. These prison episodes have been spectacular. Like just I mean, how yeah. haunted the fucking prison is. Oh my God. Yeah. Or level and, two. And sort of the evolution of Eddie Serkis' character here, uh, Kinogoi, when the the old guy, you know, is is getting sick and her we we see that the Eddie Circus's character really does care about him, which I thought was this cool touch. And you know, you have the doctor coming in and this horrible thing of I, I'm going to kill him because we're all going to die anyway, and it better you know he's going to die. We just get him out of here peacefully, and and then Kino's realization that none of them are getting out that he's you know been get counting down his shifts and acting as like you know this fucking bootlicker for the imperials thinking he was surviving and doing what he had to do to to have the best life he could in there before he gets out and like just the look on his face when that realization sinks in was incredible and especially the doctor telling him about how someone got out and was put on another level and then they spoke out and how the whole level was just fried and just uh, Kino's face when he was realizing this. And then, you know, Cassian has started the episode asking him, you know, how many Imperials are on the level? And then he ends the episode with how many Imperials are on the level? And Kino oh, says, God, no more had. than 12. Oh, it was such a... And then just, like, slam cut to the end. That was such a great ending of the episode. Oh, my God. So good. And I just... That story was so cool. The reveal of Val being Mon Mothma's cousin was really fun. Because, you know, we were just talking the episode before about wanting to know more about Val's life, since obviously she's, like, somebody fairly rich and privileged and then, oh yeah, there's this already this super rich, privileged family on the show, and just fucking Pirin being a fucking little dick to her because he's a fucking little dick to everybody. I fucking hate that guy. And her fucking daughter too. I can't fucking stand her when she wants to try on the dress and she just looks at Mothma. She's like, "You won't let me do anything. Dad doesn't say no to me." And I'm like, "You." fucking insert insert uh, insult here like that's just so horrible like it's it's hard for me to like her when she's saying all this shit to mon mothma and who knows like maybe mothma's a shitty parent we don't know that we're only getting the positive part of mothma but her daughter's just so fucking horrible i don't like yeah. that yeah i don't like seeing people be rude to mon mothma 
it upsets me because I love her so much and she's so good. And I just want her to bang Peter Townsend. I feel like her life will be a lot better if she just bangs Peter Townsend. Why can't everyone... Because he's always the one you can't bang. You can't bang him because he used to be married. Or you can't bang him because you are married. Like, why is marriage always getting in the way for Peter Townsend? I feel so bad for him. It's frustrating because we just want him to live a happy life with our characters that we love and admire. Right? But no, and I, I like that he's so willing to help her. And it makes me happy. And it is he's it, he's going to to connect her with apparently scary crime lord. We'll get to in a little bit, but man, I like how much this show is just able to have room to breathe. Twelve episodes makes a really big difference. I mean, part of it is you also have an incredibly astute showrunner but the way they are able to take their time and set up things instead of just like mad dash to action and a fantastic cast to add to it also god i you know it's what it's interesting i've always i've always really liked andy circus and you know obviously i know like his motion captain's work is incredible and he his performances column is is heartbreaking and but i kind of forget how good of an actor he is i don't know why but i just don't like i don't really think about him that way as a as a this incredible dramatic actor but he is so good on the show and so much of it is just in in his facial expressions like the dawning realization of what is happening to him and what he has been a part of for nothing is it's it's so stunning that is it it's really stunning what he's able to provide for the show i i can't believe it like i can't believe snoke is really <laughs> is really providing content for us and oh yeah i'm yeah. really glad they brought snoke back because like now we know how like snoke um <laughs> we know how snoke was born uh, yeah of course. you know he was born as kino you know like all villains all villains have their origin story and snoke's is kino in fucking credible <laughs> so i feel like Last time, I was talking about how, for all his being a little piece of shit, I was kind of I liked that Cyril had had stood up for himself mm-hmm. with Deidre, and then like this is actually an interesting bit of his character. No, he's actually a huge fucking creep who hangs out outside of her office to wait for her to come to work because he's a huge fucking creep. Dude, would he grabbed her arm? I wanted to slap him. I was I I wanted her to slap him. I wanted to slap him myself. I wanted to like murder him. I why I don't okay. So my question is are people shipping them now because of this like non-consensual um God, I hope not. It's so creepy. Like don't stalk some, people. Don't stalk people. Don't grab them to get their attention. Don't 
be a fucking creep? How hard is it for you to not be a creep? I don't understand. And then it's just ridiculous. Like, he's just him in that scene, you know, following her at her work. Like, she should have killed him. I would have. (laughs) Seriously. Oh, and it's that the whole, like, this act of it being, like, this very obsequious, oh, I'm coming here to thank you and all of that. Oh, it was just skin crawling. I don't know. It's like that guy who's always like, oh, can I get a hug? Why can't I get a hug? Like, that's fucking Cyril. Creep. Throw a bowl of cereal at that fuck. He's the guy who thinks the waitress is hitting on him because she, like, smiles at him. Because that's, you know, part of her fucking job is to be nice to customers. He's that guy that texts someone good morning and then she doesn't text him back the next day and he calls her a cunt. Yes. <laughs> yes. Ugh. Oh, I don't like him. Uh, just cl- when when he took when he grabbed her arm, I'm just like, you know what, dude? No. No. Yeah, I didn't I'm... sign up for this. Like, please, no. just like, can you just continue just being bad and like not being? You can be bad, but don't be a fucking creep. Yeah, be evil all you want. Be an evil. Be, be, you want to be an evil little fascist, okay? But don't don't stalk women and then grab their arms. And Deidre too. Like when she got back into her office, like she kind of had to have a second of like breathing because. She probably felt terrified by the interaction she had with Cyril. It's so fucking creepy. Yeah. That was really well acting because, you know, I think that was like very relatable to, you know, if someone had an uncomfortable encounter with a man and, you know, you really do need a second to kind of either like get yourself together or kind of like assess like what's going on. Like, I thought that was really good. Even that just like that couple seconds of her just like, you know, like breathing in, breathing out and then like going back to, you know, bad bad bitch Deidre you know oh my god she's incredible what a character she's just so passionate about what terrible things she does and just how she gets everyone involved and just the information that she provides the ISB like she's so fucking good at her job yeah 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 I'm I'm into it she's awesome but I do find a flaw in her job and how she's allowing Cassian's mom to, like, not be harmed. Because she's like, oh, she's old. Like, she's not really, you know, she's she won't be useful to us or yada, yada, yada. I'm thinking she's probably going to tear you a new one. Like, she has the power to fucking destroy you, most likely. So ignoring yeah, but her I is mean, bad. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, she's going to die. So Yeah, but she's going to die. But she's going to die and take some people with her. Yeah, oh, yeah. She's going to blaze of glory it. Yeah, which she should. I mean, I'm happy for her regardless, but I feel for her. Her health is not doing well. She's not doing well, Emily. What are we gonna do? Oh Shit. no, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be very sad when she dies. We need like a good space doctor. We have bad space doctor, and then we had poor space doctor that couldn't um, couldn't get Neville to survive. It was Neville, right? Or is it Neville the kid from uh, Harry Potter? Yeah. What was the kid's name again? What kid? You know the kid that died because they got crushed to death by the payroll? Nemec. Nemec. Yeah, like we had the five-armed doctor that tried to get Nemec 
to survive and he couldn't like we just need a good doctor like i wish dr pershing was good too but he's fucking not like we need good doctors i don't get it like maybe a better doctor could have made like darth vader like not so like dependent on the breathing apparatus maybe he could have like put that inside of him so that he could you know didn't have to wear like a scary mask or something i don't know (laughs) Healthcare in Star Wars is really hit or miss what they can do. Well, yeah, I mean, you had Padme die of a broken heart. I mean, that's like unheard of. Like yeah, elephants then, die of broken hearts. But then sometimes, no. sometimes somebody can be like super fucked up and you just put them in a bacta tank and then they're perfectly fine. Yeah, so why couldn't we put Padme in a bacta tank? How was how was Obi Wan able to survive being thrown to the fucking fire by Vader and then like be able to put in a bacta tank? Especially like Boba Fett. God bless Boba Fett spending like f- fifteen thousand years inside of the inside of the Sarlacc pit and then coming out and then like having to have like eighteen bacta treatments to treat whatever bad things happened to him in the Tatooine sun. Like, like the. Maybe back to tanks are for like super super rich people, but I mean, no, because the rebellion has back yeah. to tanks. Like, why can't everyone have back to tanks? Like, that's not fair. I mean, I think that's like the American health system, like in general. Like, that's not fair, right? Yeah, yeah not fair. Mm. So, anything else from episode nine? No, I th- I think that's it. Okay. Episode 10. One way out. Directed by Toby Haynes. Written by Bo Williams. And I mention that because... Goddamn the writing in this episode. Blew me away. It was really good. Just the good. dialogue... Kino, all of Kino's speeches were fantastic. Even Cassian, like just some of the things that Cassian was saying. Because I feel like going into the, these episodes, I don't really give two shits about what Cassian is doing. Because I know Cassian ends up in the Rebellion. Like I know Cassian's story already. So I want to know about everyone around me. I mean, I care yeah. about Cassian. But I mean, like I care about Kino more. I care about Luthen more. I care about Mothma. Because I don't know much about those characters. I mean, I don't know much I, about Cassian either. But no, yeah. I don't think I don't think the reason I, I care the least about Cassian is because I know where he ends up. Because we know where everybody ends up. I mean, I care about Cassian the least because he's kind of got the least shit to do, and I I think he's just the. Sorry, apologies to Catherine. I think he's the least interesting character on the show. Oh, a hundred ten percent. I'm not even sorry. And and I don't even, I don't even, like, it's not that I'm not interested in him. It's that I'm so much interested in everybody else. And I, and I do think seeing where he goes after this is definitely interesting. Like, if it is, you know, this final breaking point with him that he, he can't just hang around in space Cancun that's not an option like you have to choose so I think that I think from here on Cassian will be a much more interesting character but everyone else is so fucking cool 
I like the way that Cassian uses people, though. Like, it just shows, like, how much of a dick Cassian is because he will use and climb on whoever he needs to to get out of whatever bad situation he's in. I think that's interesting as a character that he just truly doesn't care. Like, no matter how much is is thrown on him about how bad the Empire is and how much of a difference he can make, like, he's just continuously ignoring that and he's just continuously just using people and using things to get what he wants and to try to ignore the empire which he's going to figure out is inignorable i I mean he did get a whole lot of people out of prison so that's pretty good Mm -hmm. uh the the whole escape sequence i i really enjoyed uh the the at first i wasn't quite sure what was going on with him and the pipe but the using the water to short out the floor and 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 just the whole you know like i'd rather die trying to get out of here than die doing whatever they want me to do um and i like that he's not the one to make the speech or anything he is standing back because that's Kino's job. And I thought that's an interesting choice for ostensibly the main character of your show. You know, the character to the show is titled after. And yes, he inspires him to do it, but it's him giving the speech. I gotta say, I, I do love the fact that it's such a, a funny touch on the part of the Empire, which is they have a sound distorter in the mic for the people who makes the prison announcements. It's so strange. Like, I didn't think about it when we were just hearing the prison announcements. Like, yeah, it doesn't sound like a normal voice, but I didn't, it didn't hit me what was happening until you hear Andy Circus giving the speech and then it gives that voice distortion to him. And it just made me laugh that they bothered to do that. I, I, everything about this episode was really good. I was, I was getting teared up during the prison escape when they're all running. When you see that shot of, of just all the different prisoners running up that spiral staircase thing. And you, you have them all chanting one way out. I don't know why that got me really hard, but it did. And then just the heartbreak of I can't swim. So fucking Kino defeats the Empire in this little prison cell, goes up, is able to escape, and looks down and sees water. And he looks at Cassian and says, I can't swim. And Cassian's like, wait, what'd you say? And then someone pushes Cassian in the water. And that's the last we see fucking Kino. Uh, just so upsetting. I, and here's the thing is, I was, I was going into this episode expecting to see Andy Serkis eat it. I absolutely thought he was gonna, we were going to see him die in this episode saving uh, Cassian or somebody else. But I can't swim just broke me. 
Well, maybe what happens now is that, you know, the Empire decides, you know, because we see at the end of the episode, Cassian and his friend from Rogue One running. Melshi, yeah. Melshi. And you see, you know, in the back, you know, at the beach, like you see the little separatist not separatist well uh, empire helicopters looking around for prisoners and maybe what they did was that they saw kino and say hey kino we're gonna keep you for an experiment and then That's kino becomes good. snoke i will i look I mean, a snoke thing aside i i don't want to see i'd rather him be dead than tortured because that's just too heartbreaking and bad well, they torture him so much that he he looks like Snoke, and then mm-hmm. like he becomes yeah. he mm-hmm. he gets these like force powers like through the torture. Okay, okay. And here's what I'm gonna here's what I'm gonna suggest that you do. Tweet all that at Papa Doggo and see how he likes it. That's where you should put all of your all of your theories about Snoke. He'll block me, which is why like I'm doing this hundred percent, you know, due to satire reasons. Like I think it's ridiculous that people really think that he's Snoke. That even. Who cares? Like, who cares about Snoke? Like, Snoke is dead. You know what are dead? My dreams. My dreams are dead. My dreams of, you know, what I wanted Star Wars to be five years ago. They're not what I thought those dreams would be. Ryan Johnson is still MIA. But we have Andor, which is good. So let's let's let, let Snoke die with my dreams, okay? We have a new creep on the show who I really like. And that is Davo. I don't. I don't support uh, child marriages. I thought the whole thing was just it, so much fun. I mean, it's not. No, I. I don't know. There's something about that kind of character in Star Wars. This gangster dude that I'm always going to have a good time with. But the horror on on Mon's face when she realizes what his offer is. But what's so good about this show is when she says she's not considering it and he looks at her and says, this is the first lie that you've told. Because she is thinking about it. She doesn't want to be thinking about it, but she's absolutely thinking about it. Uh, Yeah, he was... And we get these just a couple more details that that make the Mothma's life make more sense. That this home that she can't even redecorate because it's owned by Chandrilla and she's it's just the, where the senator lives. I. It's just that this little the little touches on this show that add so much depth to these characters and make it so much more lived in and real because of course like she's in a loveless marriage with a total douchebag she doesn't want that for her daughter but she has a rebellion to fund and you know her daughter meets this guy She's not making any promises. 
fucked. You know, when, when Mothma joins the Rebellion, I really hope that she finds, like, hobbies. I hope she finds things that she likes <laughs> because I really feel like she's living this life that she is forced to live. Like, she doesn't want the big house. She, I mean, she, she loves what she's doing as a senator, but she doesn't want fucking Perrin as a husband. He's not useful at all as a husband. Him and his fucking ponytail. Fuck that ponytail. You know what her hobby should be. Fucking Peter Townsend. Yeah, that'd be a good hobby. That should be the next. That should be the next fan fiction. I no, it's not Stu. I think that guy's gonna die. Why? And I think it's gonna be her fault. I think he's gonna take the fall. For something she does. Whether it is, you know, the Empire finds out about some banking stuff that he's now set up for her or whatever. I I don't think he is going to make it out of this. And I think it's going to be her fault. Maybe do a Cinta and Vel fanfiction. Yeah, but that's, they are together. I think you are misconstruing the starting point at which I start my fanfiction. <laughs> what about a Hawes and Bix fanfiction? <laughs> um, I, I, I have, I don't think my friendship with Hawes could survive that. I ship it. Okay, that's fine. You can ship it. You can write. You can write some fan fiction about that. I can't. I can't write my filthy horribleness about that. I can't either. No filthy horrible. It would just have to be like they have a. They go to a nice restaurant and have a good dinner, and then they go smoke some pot. Like that. That's that's that, and then it all fades to black. Like that's that's not a particularly. They they go smoke pot. Have sex on a mini golf course and then fall in love and and get create a petting zoo. Okay. Yeah. Again, but that I I don't think I can write that for a for a erotic fan fiction live show. And first, of all, I actually don't even know if I'm going to be doing one again. But why did you get fired? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't Dude, know. I'll go to your employer. I will tell him to rehire you. <laughs> I will call him up. Give me his number. I have it. I'll I was do it. Say, you don't have Steele's number. That's weird. No, I have it. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Andor, Mon Mothma, Peter Townsend's gonna die. We can't kill him. He's just too good. Like, why does Peter Townsend always have to leave? Like, it's unfair to us. It's unfair to our characters that they can't bone him forever. That's wh- who's gonna bone him forever? I fucking can't. You can't. Who's going I to? Definitely would. That dude is fucking hot. And it's funny because I, I, you know, I have seen him in stuff for like um, like twenty years now. He's so much hotter now that he's older with the gray hair. When he was younger, he just kind of looks like a douchebag. But now, fucking hot. 
good old Peter Townsend. No. So we got that. That was great. We got the prison escape, which was incredible. (laughs) And then we get the stuff with Luthen. And quite possibly my favorite scene in Star Wars ever. So there is a rebel spy in in the ISB, and it's the the little ginger guy. And he just just became a dad. Congratulations, you're a spy, and you're a father. When when he is walking through, like, to get to the beating, and I, when it finally, like, a couple seconds of him walking, it finally twigged to me, like, why we're following this random background dude. So stoked. This is something I wanted. I wanted there to be a spy in the ISB. It's so cool. I love it. That poor dude. Fucking hates his life. Yeah. He is <clears throat> fucked. He doesn't give a shit to what good he's doing for the rebellion because like he hates this double life that he lives and you know the audacity he has to ask Luthen, well what do you have to sacrifice being here? Not as much as me. And then Luthen goes into his like speech about well, how I I think it is a person a perfectly reasonable thing for him to demand there, considering how much danger he is putting himself in every day. But then Luthen gives the scariest, most badass speech of all time. What was it that I share my dreams with ghosts? Yeah. And my personal favorite, I made my mind a sunless place. How do you come up with that? That is fucking good. That that is some some fucking dark shit. And, you know, we've talked about this a lot. And it's something, you know, they they do obviously bring up on Rogue One. But... There's so much blood on the hands of the rebellion. And there's so many people who've done so many fucked up things. And maybe nobody more than than Luthen. And 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 interesting like I think kind of more culpable even than than Saw because I I feel like Luthen is more aware of how horrible the shit he is doing is, and and chooses it in a way that's very different than 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 the kind of violence that Saw is willing to do. But the, I I love this 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 kind of 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 character where. They know what they're doing. Like damns them, is is a stain on their soul. But believes those sacrifices are worth making. And when um, and it's and it's just awful when when you know when Lonnie comes to tell him. 
you can't, you know, you have to stop this guy, um, Krieger, from making this raid because his people will die. And Wiccan's like, nah. No, it's 50 people who are going to die. And I'm buying your life with that. Which is an awful thing to put on Lonnie to make him, like, responsible for it. You know, like, these 50 people are dying and it's so you can stay alive? That's a terrible thing to tell somebody, especially when it's not his choice. It's Luthen's choice. It's... uh, I'm so glad they have Stellan Skarsgård playing Luthen because that is not... As well written as it is, it's so easy to deliver that kind of speech badly but instead with an actor like him it is equal parts horrifying and heartbreaking I forgot I was watching Star Wars for a second (laughs) (laughs) I always love the people who like talk about you know, Marvel movies or, you know, when Infinity War and Endgame came out and, you know, wanting Robert Downey Jr. to get an Oscar nomination or something like people just being like, wow, like the acting like Luke Skywalker's acting in The Last Jedi was the greatest thing I've ever seen. And it's like, this is fucking the greatest, some of the greatest uh, dialogue that we've ever seen in Star Wars. Oh, absolutely. I mean, look. I love a lot of Star Wars. One thing Star Wars is not is particularly well written. Even even the Star Wars I love, like, not and like you don't think about the dialogue generally. Now a couple quotes here and there, but dialogue not a strong suit. But between the prison escape speech and that, I made my mind a sunless space. I'm so impressed. Kudos to Bo Williams because, oh boy. Like, I I just want to steal the I share my dream with ghosts. Like, I want to put that as, like, my about me on, like, Instagram or Twitter. <laughs> like, that's just so fucking emo. I love it. Um. But it's it's very haunting. That conversation was just so haunting and just so raw. Like all that Lupin has sacrificed to be where he is and to have his little secret spy with his little mustache. Like not complain, but just question like, what the fuck, man? Like, why am I doing all this stuff? What are you doing? But oh, that poor little man. Like, uh, yeah, he's he's not going to make it out alive. Uh, we, we all aren't, but he especially isn't. Poor guy. Nandidra's gonna eat him up alive. I feel like that is gonna be a bad death because I don't, I don't, I don't think you want to be a spy who gets caught by the ISB. I think that is probably about the worst it could happen. Cause you know, you know, with the people who are dying in the prison escape, they're just getting shot. Mm-hmm. But this dude's gonna get tortured, and he has a baby daughter. Poor daughter. You know what, though? I gotta say. If I if I am a, a spy, 
I'm a rebel spy working for the Empire. I'm not going to have kids. Yeah, you I think that is. You can't that procreate when you hate yourself and like. No. It just seems seems real dangerous. It's like, hey, do you want some leverage to have over me? Hey, I'm dangerous. Do so I would add to the danger by procreating? No. Just it. Yeah. I just I would I would think you know maybe 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 don't have a kid. Have a dog instead, because then someone can just like adopt the dog and like. Yeah. Dog will be happy regardless. And won't have issues forever because their father was a rebel spy. We don't have enough Star Wars pets. They don't. It's insulting. More Star Wars pets. Like, you know, like when when Tarkin is on the show, and I'm just going to say when, because I live in hope, he should have like a little space greyhound. Ooh, what's the Greyhound's name? What about like Danger or something okay, like? Weird? No, he's not. Like, not naming his dog something lame like Danger. Slipper. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, little little space Greyhound. Maybe it has horns on it or something. Just a cute little guy. You know, because I remember th- I remember hearing rumors. A year or two ago about how Tarkin was going to be in Andor. Mm-hmm. And I remember that too. I'm almost thinking, you know the guy with the bone structure who's kind of mm-hmm. Deidre's like number one? Yeah. The guy who looks like Tarkin? Yeah. Do you think that maybe they thought that guy was Tarkin or like was going to have dots on his face? And that's why they said that Tarkin's going to be in Andor? Uh, maybe? I don't know. That's what I'm kind of hoping because... I, I feel like every week, like, I'm kind of waiting. I'm like, okay, like, they're going to put some insert Star Wars person here, which, like, I, I'm happy to not have. But also, like, I feel like I kind of expect that from Star Wars because mm-hmm. Star Wars, like, needs to, like, jack itself off with old characters. Yeah. So that's rough having to live through that every week and be like, Look, when is as- Cameo Central USA going to happen? As long as it is a character who fits in the story, so not fucking Luke Skywalker showing up, you know, not not a Jedi thing like happened to poor Boga Boba Fett. And it actually, it is like this character actually being part of the story and not just a, hey, look at this guy, you know. I don't want any, the show stops dead for this character to make an appearance. But there's characters who it would... I wouldn't mind seeing because it would make sense to see them. If we see Space Jimmy Smiths, okay, but make him a part of the show. And don't make a big deal about him being on the show. It shouldn't be like the camera comes to, you know, a slow reveal to pan around to, oh my God, it's Jimmy Smiths. It should just be, hey, Jimmy Smiths is there doing his Jimmy Smiths thing because he is part of the rebellion. And also, he's probably a senator still, too. So, like, where is he on the Senate floor? Where is he at Motha's parties? Does he just not go to the parties because he has to go home to Lolea every night? I mean, maybe. Good for him. He's a good dad. We don't have a lot of good Star Wars dads, so it's nice to see that he's doing a good dad job. He is a way better dad than my mom is a mom. Yeah, that's true. What do you do? Although, um... Bray is really cool and parent sucks, so that could have, you know, it's like if you have a good partner, it probably is easier to be a good dad. 
That's true. Because she's not like fighting against her to try to raise a good kid. They're both raising a good kid. Whereas Mamathma is both absent and has to contend with shitty top knot dad. Yeah. And Brea's a queen too. So, you know, props to her. I don't think, I don't want to speak for the, the royals, but, you know, like, maybe sometimes, like, they aren't the best parents in the world. So it's nice knowing that Brea and Bale are really good to Leia. Yeah. So, so I would be fine seeing him. And if we do get some chronic next season, I wouldn't complain about that. But again, if it's part of the story and not just, hey, here's this guy. But right now I'm perfectly happy with the Imperials we have because Deirdre's awesome. And I like the old dude from Game of Thrones. Yeah, I do too. He's very good. I He's so interesting. I can't wait for someone to like kill him. But I just, I love seeing him in power and him just scheme like for the rebellion. Like I, I like how encouraging he is. To his subordinates. It's not something you generally... It feels like you don't see a lot of good bosses in in the Empire. Because normally they're just, you know, like, force strangling people or or being awful. But he is encouraging them. And he asks for their opinions on things. Yeah, and especially, like, when Deidre had her first moment of, Hey, look at me. I do cool shit. He kind of takes her and says, you know, watch your back. Like, he's helpful. Yeah, like, when he asked the, the dude today, what should we do about this guy, you know, when they were talking about the ship, and he's like, oh, well, we should probably pretend that we're interested in what's going on here and check out the ship, because that's what we would normally do. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. We'll do that. He is taking feedback from his employees. What a good boss. Yeah. Oh, and that guy, um, Davo, he looked kind of familiar, the actor, so I looked him up. And I haven't seen him in anything, but he is the brother of the guy who played Stannis Baratheon in Game of Thrones. Which one was Stannis Baratheon again? He's the one who fucks the witch lady. And has the daughter with the stone skin. Oh, fuck that guy. They did him dirty on that show. I'm still mad about that. Oh, so in the show or in the books, like he didn't set his own daughter on fire? He's not the one who sets her on fire. He doesn't know about it. I don't. His wife does it. Because he'd be like, no, like in, in the books, that's like he would never. Ever, say ever, anything you want about Stannis Baratheon he would never ever ever hurt his daughter it's like the one untouchable thing about his character and they fucking ruined it 
Unnecessary violence to women and children. Well, I mean, the kid kid dies in the book, but it's his wife who does it. I'm really glad that the Game of Thrones brothers are not touching Star Wars with their filth. (laughs) They fucking suck. Glad they got shit canned. I'm glad Kathy didn't like their socks either. (laughs) We only have two episodes of Andor left. What are we going to do with ourselves? At least we can go back very, to normal programming and complain about Star Wars again. Yeah. yeah. I think we've got Bad Batch in January? Yeah. Look, that show's fine. I'm happy to see Omega again because she is adorable. Ricker and Dick. <sighs> God damn it. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be fine. But I, I just feel like... Whatever the next live action show is, whether it's, uh, is it gonna, is it season three of Mando or is it Ahsoka or something else? It's Mando because it's supposed to be coming out, what, in February, I hear? No, okay. It's gonna, it's gonna be a real hard circle like, jerk. Pro- no, no, I was gonna say it's gonna be really hard, hard to uh, adapt back to that mindset of Star Wars shows. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Because there is, absolutely, there's plenty of of that show to complain about. But it's fine, for the most part. And sometimes incredibly enjoyable. But it's not particularly good. Even, even the episodes I really liked, I didn't think, this is excellent television. I thought, this is fun. It's fun Star Wars stuff that I like. My favorite thing about Andor right now is that I can go on Twitter and, like, scroll, and no one says a fucking thing about Andor. Or if they do, I just have them muted. But with Mandalorian, I can't fucking touch my phone until I get home from work and I'm able to watch Mandalorian. Like, that's a fuck, you know? Well, there's no, like, Star Wars twists in this to spoil. So you can't, like, spoil that Luke Skywalker showed up or some shit. Because there's nothing like that in this show. Yeah. I mean, every now and then I see, like, pictures or something. Like, I kept seeing, like, the Never More Than 12 on my feed for a while. So, like, I kind of predicted, okay, like, that's how the episode ends or something. Like, just, like, small things like that. But, I mean, it's not catastrophic for me. I mean... I'm the kind of person who wants to know, like, how a show ends. Like, I give me all the spoilers. I want them. But I'm very selective on what spoilers I want. So, it just, it's nice seeing the amount of chill that people have for this. Because for Mandalorian, it's it's not going to be like that. It's going to be, like, people being, like, um, that meme of, like, the four images that, like, describe the episode that are, like, really giving it away. Those are always I don't fun know what memes. you're talking about. You know, like the memes where it's like, you know, four images without context. Like that's how oh, the episode Oh, spoilers was. without context. Yeah. But then they're really fucking, people don't understand what spoiler without context means. Yeah. 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 They don't, they don't understand that they shouldn't be things that are actually spoilers. No, but I, what I found is there's a lot of this talk of and or see is people who I don't see talking about Star Wars normally people talking about how good this show is and that makes me really happy 
I know I've seen a lot of like this is the best thriller and oh yeah it's also Star Wars or like this yeah. is the best like political drama but hey it's also Star Wars um there's some great tweet about how you know how Star Wars brings back Ewan is Obi-Wan. They have a show all about Boba Fett, and somehow the most exciting show is the one about Mon Mothma getting a divorce. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. I don't know. I like the show a lot. I wish it was going to be on for five billion seasons. Eight or two, but we can't have perfection because then without it, yeah, I know. I know. They're just going to run out. They, 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 there's only so long you can stretch this stuff out. And it's good it, that they have their show planned really tightly from everything that Tony Gilroy said as he knows, you, you know, next season's going to be like three episodes for one year, three episodes the next year, three episodes for the next. And then this be, and I think it's cool. He has it all planned out. I just want him to make all of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. All of it. He can have the same like writers and directors who use it on the show, just have them make Star Wars forever. Tony Gilroy is such a gift. Oh my god, he's so good. It's kind of weird, like talking about like how we like something so much. Like, it really feels like like the good old days when Emily was watching the Clone Wars every week. <laughs> And oh yes, my favorite thing that I liked so much. And I was talking about things that would happen in my college classes, and here we are, five years later, gushing about you know a Star Wars show that we never thought that we would get. Like, it's crazy. It's good, good things. Can't wait for wait next week's now. <sighs> well, anything else you want to add this week? Anything exciting or? I don't think so, but I think I'm just gonna go watch that Luthen speech a couple more times. Yeah, memorize it. Yeah. Ah, <sighs> well. Emily, where can we find you in the podcast and social media? Uh, podcast is at CantoBitePod on Twitter and Instagram. You can also send us email, CantoBitePod at gmail.com. I am on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. How about you, Brittany? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as CantoBrit. Awesome. Yeah. Well... Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Here we go. Yo, 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 and away we go. It's time to serenade my girl Lindo. Sorry, the ladies were had to say no, but if I'm cheating on Serena, it's on Canto. No shame in the game, make even Rogue One seem tame. But I blame it on Brit with a ginger main main, yeah.
that's fire. Love on the rocks leaves the love on my socks. Lindo fanfic leaves y'all shocked, especially when y'all truly whips out his cock. Canto bite episode 100. Hey yo, I'm back, no fulcrum this time. I'm on a flight to the bay and I'm writing some rhymes. My top three running through my head, you know. So I had to come correct when they hit the hundo. My girls E and B deserve congratulations. Our adulation for the weekly creation. My last celebration was all about them, but this time I gotta drop lines for our friends. This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches. Give it up for the bitches, all the Canto bitches. This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches. Throw your hands up, bitches, all my Canto bitches. Start off with my Aussies, Catherine's a sweet one. Brought cash into lunch with Canto bitch number one. Josh made it a team and had bourbon and cornflakes. The kind of ice cream that made him show me his O face. Got to meet Turbo and throw back some brews. Fish tacos and San Fran, you know we approve. Rebecca from Perth, I haven't met you yet. Last shout to Frucci, dude, I didn't forget. This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches, all my Canto bitches Rabia and Adele often email the show I cut a track on them trolls with Johnny Grasso Jesse McGee busted a rap for me Met her and horse be it scum and villainy King Tom, Death Watch, the most regal of fathers Got to behold the luscious locks of Strata Shouted Rusty last time, so I shout a Raj too You know the list ain't complete without lesson, boo this is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches, all my Canto bitches Now if I didn't say your name, don't feel no shame You love the fun, the games, and refresher bangs Hang on every word of Lindo's fanfic Where she describes every vein in Mendo's dick Spread the word, maybe buy a t-shirt I don't know, maybe ask the girls if Yaddle squirts Take your CBD, send in your top three, And you'll always be a bitch like me Get him, Eric.